chapter twenty two of in search of mademoiselle by george gibbs recorded by tony oliva this librivox recording is in the public domain olotoraca during all this talk my mind in a ferment i was forced to sit with elbows glued to sides unable to put the query for mademoiselle which trembled upon the lips even as i listened to what was going forward i had kept my eyes upon olotoraca the nephew of the great chieftain as he sat leaning forward with hands upon his knees listening to the words of dariol it was a wonderfully handsome face and even the hideous streaks of crimson upon it could not disguise the regularity of the features and the expression of candor and fearlessness which animated them and the pride of his port was that of a prince heir to some great kingdom as he glanced about the cabin from time to time i caught his eye and gave him a look of welcome which he returned with a smile the sun coming in the afterport lit up the scarlet streaks upon his face and headgear and penetrated the ferocious disguise reducing him after all to his proper dimension a fine brave lad of five-and-twenty who if born an englishman would have served his queen with honour and profit so i took the mind that this olotoraca should be the one with whom i would speak of mademoiselle not until the planning and discussion of the attack upon fort san mateo had become general could i get the ear of de brezac and then i told him what was in my mind olotoraca said brezac when at last we had come together it will not be many suns ere your crest will wear another eagle feather you will go upon such a war-path as was never known among the tribes of saturiona or takatakuru and when you come back to your village there will be many trophies upon your girdle and you will be a great chief among your people his eyes shone as he said simply it is so or i shall be dead you may one day be paracousi of all your nation after the great saturiona is gone it is to you that our people will look for friendship which has been begun to-day the paracousi saturiona and olotoraca are one in all their thoughts for is it not from him that olotoraca has learned the signs of the forests and the medicine of his tribe how shall he change what saturiona has done what saturiona does is good and shall not be altered it is wisdom olotoraca for the french are a great people and they love their friends with their whole hearts at fort caroline monsieur killigrew and i have fought the utinas and the spaniards for saturiona and soon our chief with the pale face will revenge the insults and abuses which the black beards have put upon you the young brave at the mention of the name of killigrew had sent his cold glance upon me with startling abruptness 
as though to pierce me through for the nonce he was a wild animal of the forest again then he looked calmly at de brezac Kiligru, the pale giant is called Kiligru. he muttered the words half aloud half to himself and then tossed his head so that the bear claws rattled about his neck you have heard my name i asked the captain Kiligru is a friend of the paracuzzi imola a friend of imola is a brother of olotoraca he replied easily a look passed between the chevalier and me there was that in the manner of olotoraca which we could not understand but de brezac had made a quick theory of his own and acting on it as was his wont he put his hand upon the muscular shoulder of the young warrior turning him about and looking him steadily in the eyes we believe in the truth of the things you say olotoraca and for our part we will keep our promises but you what have you done for us since we have been away what will you do for us when we are gone the indian did not look at de brezac but straight before him we will keep friendship as we have ever done he said evenly asking no more than we can give you have kept friendship with our people said the chevalier craftily and i saw his drift then you have among you those who escaped from fort caroline a great change came suddenly over the face of the young brave he flashed the eye of a hawk first at the chevalier and then at me de brezac was impassive i was leaning forward the query that was vexing my soul hanging upon my tongue his face lost the boyish look and in a moment became again as it was when he mounted the entering ladder haughty and immobile there is but one of your race among us he said carelessly a youth who calls himself de bray he is at the village of the paracuzzi saturiona and will be brought hither on the morrow it all happened thus as i have written it twas but a second of time that his eyelid fluttered at our sudden query as he sought to gain his composure but in that brief moment there was that which showed us that the personal friendship which this young brave avowed was no friendship at all but only breath upon his lips and in no manner to be believed if something had happened to make the indian distrust us twas no good beginning for our foray and these doubts must speedily be cleared if success was to attend our undertaking for my part i was so sure olotoraca was lying that i made myself no concern over his denial a french youth named de bray had escaped and had been cared for then why not others if saturiona was a friend of the french then all refugees should be safe in his lodges after the indians had been set ashore again 
and de gourgues had been told of the manner of olotoraca he stroked his chin gravely you are certain of some deception hmm. that is strange for i have found a great frankness in the manner of the paracousi but it may be as you say and we will be upon our guard against him tis most certain that these caribs do hate the spaniards with a mortal hatred and we must show no doubt of them until our mission is accomplished so i say do nothing to gain their enmity even should you believe that friends of yours are in their keeping these were orders and he spoke them firmly but all night long i strode up and down the deck under the deep vault of starlit sky trying to hit upon some plan by which i could learn the truth why had olotoraca started at the mention of my name imola had spoken it he said but my return to florida should be no cause for alarm or even surprise to him since in the presence of that chief we three de brisac goddard and i had sworn to visit vengeance upon the spaniards and imola knew that we would return as soon as could be unless our judgment was at fault there was some matter of common interest between this young carib prince and me for the chance perception which had enabled us to pierce the weak spot in his armor had shown that there was something in his mind against me which in spite of his accustomed immobility he could not hide what could it mean the instinct of battle and the desire to measure my strength and skill against any man who looked at me askance an instinct which has not been taken from me even at this day rose up strong and i vowed i would have some fair good exercise from this fellow should he not explain perhaps mademoiselle ah there was i making mysteries again why should i be for ever bringing her forward into every uncertainty at any rate debray the boy would know if she were among the indians he could tell me where upon his speech then hung all my chance of earthly happiness early on the morrow we went ashore and with a ruthless disregard for the orders of de gourgues i set about trying to find olotoraca but since dawn he had been gone with our scouts to reconnoitre the spanish fort saturiona was at the encampment sending out his runners and receiving messages from the outlying villages he received us gravely and took us to his lodge lifting the deerskin at its entrance with a grace and courtliness to excite the envy of a gallant he gave some orders and when we were seated and de brisac asked him who were the french people that had escaped into his hands he looked at us from the one to the other saying most frankly we have only one my brother 
and he is but a boy because of the love which we bear his people we have kept him safe though the spanish have offered us many gifts to return him to the fort we love him now for himself and have made him one of our people behold he is here and turning we saw a youth of sixteen or thereabouts standing at the entrance of the lodge for a moment he drew back awkward and fearful and would have vanished had not de brezac called to him in french no we are no spaniards mon cher but those of your own race come then so great was his joy that with a cry he threw himself upon us clasping and patting our hands for all the world like some dumb animal at the sight of its master saturiona cautioning us with a smile not to do him hurt wrapped his blanket about him and went out of the lodge down to the beach to meet the boat of de gourgues which was reported to have left the vengeance de bray was a slender lad of comely appearance but neither i nor brezac remembered to have seen him at fort caroline when his first transports of delight were over and we had told him that our object was to destroy the fort and to restore fugitives such as he to their kinsmen he looked at us in dismay saying of his own accord alas monsieur i am the only one who has been spared that was all i wished to know i would have arisen and gone forth from the lodge but brezac looked at me laying a hand upon my arm wait said he then said the chevalier to the boy you alone escaped from the fort did you come direct to the indians of saturiona i fell in with a war-party of takatakuru they brought me to the chief village of saturiona you saw no other persons from the fort oui monsieur there were several men who fled through the swamps but no women no monsieur stay yes there were two women who fled by the casement before me and whom i saw in the forest do you remember them pierre oui monsieur they were ladies who came upon the trinity with admiral ribault they were noble i think though i do not remember the name la 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 note yes that is the name monsieur i know it now because mademoiselle was very beautiful and when we landed from the gloire i asked my mother how she was called and you saw them no more after that we leaned forward breathlessly to get the boy's reply monsieur i was wild with fear he said flushing red in shame my mother had been killed before my eyes and two spaniards had pursued me to the breach on the wall i fled to the forest passing these women in my flight i ran on and on until i dropped exhausted in the thicket you have not seen them since 
in the head village of the indians he asked wide-eyed with surprise no monsieur they could not have been in the village of saturiona or i should have known he spoke with an air of conviction which drove away doubt from the mind but de brezac pursued his questions undeterred there is a village called takatakuru is it not so oui monsieur is it possible that other french persons could have been kept there without your knowledge oui monsieur said the boy wondering but why should the great paracousi who had been so kind keep me away from the people of my race i cannot understand you may know in time my good pierre but there is a mystery which you may help us to solve only let no word of this come to the ears of the paracousi monsieur said pierre firmly saturiona is my father and if any harm ah my child you do not comprehend smiled de brezac we are friends of saturiona and with him we will fight the spaniards you must take our word that we mean him no harm i will monsieur replied the boy at last sighing it is well mon ami you will have no cause for regret said de brezac you have been to the village of takatakuru he continued no monsieur it is a day's journey from the village of saturiona did you not wish to go oui monsieur but there was no opportunity the paracousi olotoraca feared i should be captured by the spaniards olotoraca oui monsieur the paracousi olotoraca has been a good friend and brother to me ah i understand he thought that you might be captured again but why should you fear capture on such a journey is not the village of takatakuru to the northward of this place away from the fort of the spaniards i do not fear monsieur replied de Bray with dignity but if the paracousi olotoraca did not wish me with him it was not possible for me to go then he did not desire you to go that is what i wish to learn said de brezac with a smile then after a pause why did olotoraca go to the village of takatakuru is he not the nephew of saturiona is not his place by the side of his uncle the great paracousi monsieur the paracousi olotoraca is a great brave and the first young chief in all the country he looks about him that he may choose a squaw from the most beautiful maidens of the nation therefore he goes to takatakuru this is the common report then he loves the women there are beautiful pierre so it is said monsieur though having seen none of them i cannot say perhaps that is why he did not wish me to go or perhaps that is not a reason i cannot say that is all i know 
and i pray that no harm may come of the words i have spoken never fear good pierre you have done well now if it pleases we will go forth to meet the chevalier de gourgues you will tell him what you have told us and as much more concerning the armament and condition of fort mateo as you have been able to learn from the indians will you go to killigrew or will you await us here i will stay said i with a sigh dropping on a pile of skins the chevalier looked at me sharply Pooh! have you no instincts no perceptions you grow weary at a most purposeful time but i did not reply of a truth i was weary so many times had i sailed these flights of fancy to have my poor sails torn to shreds and my poor hulk racked bone from bone that i was for choosing at the last some harbor of refuge where i could find a rest after it all i had come with my hair-brained followers over a thousand leagues of sea and for what for murder for destruction for a vengeance by fire and sword as the others had no it was not that which had drawn me to these god-forsaken shores drawn me more surely than ever plummet sought an anchorage it was the memory of a pair of honest eyes with tear-drops trembling on the lashes as my lady bade me go and fight her battle for her a battle which by god's grace had been deferred until now true i wanted the life of de bassan that was my own private affair but what cared i for their wars about religion there was sin enough in any worship which was not done in the way of peace and good will and i knew that we as well as the spaniards would all be most justly condemned for using god's altar to wipe our sword-blades on with the discovery that mademoiselle was not in the village of saturiona my mind seemed to be weakening and i had not control over my thoughts the chevalier de brezac with his fine philosophy had solved the matter to his satisfaction seen in the actions of olotoraca at mention of my name a sure sign that for reasons of his own he held mademoiselle de la notte a prisoner i could not nay would not bring myself to believe she was at the village of takatakuru a truce to imagining i had gone too far and suffered too much to be inventing new theories to drive me mad we had voyaged from one end of the earth to the other and had come at last to the place where i had sworn we should find her and she was not there that was all i had had enough god forgive me as i lay there in my unreason i lost all control and cursed all things that came to my tongue 
forgetting that it was only through god's providence that i had been let to live and come to this day not caring what came of me i lay there oblivious until i presently heard a sound without i raised my head a figure darkened the door of the lodge for a moment i thought it was pierre returning but a moccasined foot was thrust forward and with a deft and graceful movement the figure dropped the skin at the entrance way and stepped within the lodge then i saw that it was an indian a girl the most beautiful of that race i had ever seen as i lifted on my elbow i brushed my hand across my eyes for so quiet was she i thought truly that this dusky vision was some creature of the fancy with a commanding gesture she approached i would have spoken but she placed her finger upon her lips looking around toward the entrance in token of secrecy i kept my peace at last she uttered the one word mahira and touching her breast with a long slender finger i understood that she was telling me her name the words uttered in a quiet tone seemed to come from her throat rather than from her lips and her voice was very low and sweet when she had said that she touched me upon my arm calling me Kiligru, as though my name were some word in the soft language of her own i marveled that she should know me and could not understand what she wished but in a moment her object was clearer for she began to speak in the sign language which these strange people have for conversing with one another when their tongues are unfamiliar of this i understood a little she had several french words and she moved her lithe young arms and body with wonderful grace telling me by pointing to her dusty moccasins and simulating weariness that she had come a journey from a great distance to seek me i nodded my head in comprehension then her face grew sad and her body seemed to melt to nothingness she clasped her right hand upon her left and laid them both upon her heart saying the name of olotoraca so gentle soft and lingering was the word upon her tongue and so melancholy her attitude no language could have told plainer that her heart was hers no more and that a sadness had come upon her she sighed deeply looking upon her hands and fingering her silver bracelets i put my fingers upon the head in pity for i too knew what heart wounds were but at my touch she shrunk away and her mood changed like an april day the look she flashed up at me was one of pride and majesty and there was a spark of vengefulness of wild unreason in it that taught me 
how concealed and subtle were the channels of her thought she wanted no pity none from me at any rate in a moment she was gentle again telling me that she had come from the village of takatakuru and with a gesture which i might not mistake that she was a princess of the blood it was not till then not until she had mentioned the name of her tribe and village that i even so much as thought upon the object of her visit to me then the suspicions of the chevalier the associations of the names of olotoraca and takatakuru linked her story together in my mind in some fashion she had come from takatakuru i started up drawing in my breath quickly and looking her in the eyes what if if she saw the note of anxious and expectant inquiry in my look and met it with a smile and sparkling eyes we oui, we oui, she cried in joy the moon princess the moon princess i understood this was no millstone to look through i remembered the name saturiona had given to mademoiselle at fort caroline the darkest hour of my night was past and it was dawn that was breaking End of chapter 22